Leviticus chapter 18, verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, I am the Lord your God. 3. After the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, ye shall not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do, neither shall ye walk in their statutes. God is saying, I don't want you to do what the Egyptians did, and I don't want you to do what the Canaanites do. The Egyptians is the land they came from, Canaan is the land they're going to, and God wants them to be completely different and not have those same practices. 4. Mine ordinances shall ye do, and my statutes shall ye keep, to walk therein. I am the Lord your God. Here in the English, it's ordinances and statutes, but in Hebrew it's just one word, God's laws. 5. And ye shall therefore keep my statutes and mine ordinances, which if a man do, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. His law gives us life. His law will cause us to live longer. And I think we've already seen that so far, that when we follow his laws, we won't have sickness and disease and a bunch of other problems. 6. None of you shall approach to any that is near of kin to him to uncover their nakedness. I am the Lord. And this is saying in modern English, you shall not have incest. You cannot have sex with your family members. 7. The nakedness of thy father and the nakedness of thy mother shalt thou not uncover. She is thy mother. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. You cannot have sex with your mother. Incest is a form of fornication. God only ordains sex in marriage, and it also has to be according to God's law. So you can be in a marriage and still be committing sexual sin. For instance, if you're practicing sodomy in marriage, that is a sin. Whether you're married or not, whether you're heterosexual or homosexual, it doesn't matter. And Jesus said in the New Testament that people who practice sodomy will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That means a lot of people need to change their ways and repent, not just homosexual people, but everybody. Also, the Bible does say that homosexuality is an abomination, but you're going to find out here in Leviticus that every single sexual sin is an abomination, including adultery, all kinds of fornication. All of them are abomination, and incest is definitely a type of fornication because it's not marriage. We're all in trouble if we don't repent. We're all in the same boat. And I think that's what a lot of Christians forget. They think that because they're Christian, they're heterosexual, they're married, and they go to church, that they don't have to worry about anything. But we're going to find out in this chapter that if you're doing any of these things, you're sinning, no matter what the other circumstances are. 8. The nakedness of thy father's wife shall thou not uncover, it is thy father's nakedness. God is saying that when you have sex with your father's wife, which could either be your mother or your mother-in-law, either way, it's as if you are shaming your father and uncovering his nakedness. It's not like you're having sex with him, but it's as bad as having sex with him. 9. The nakedness of thy sister, the daughter of thy father, or the daughter of thy mother. So it, whether it's a full, full-blood full sister or a half-blood sister, it's still incest, it's still fornication, and it's still a sin. Whether born at home or born abroad, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover. Even if you never met her until today, and now she's 18 years old and you're 18 years old, you can't have sex. It's still incest. 10. The nakedness of thy son's daughter, or of thy daughter's daughter, even their nakedness thou shalt not uncover, for theirs is thine own nakedness. If you have sex with a grandchild, it's your own shame. 11. The nakedness of thy father's wife's daughter, begotten of thy father, she is thy sister, thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. So that would be a half-sister right there. 
12. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's sister. She is thy father's near kinswoman. Can't have sex with your aunt. 13. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy mother's sister, for she is thy mother's near kinswoman. So that's the maternal aunt. And why is God so specific to show you that he doesn't want incest with anybody? There's no loopholes here. And so he's naming every single relative that you could possibly have sex with, and he's saying no to all of them. 14. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy father's brother. Thou shalt not approach to his wife. She is thine aunt. If it's thy father's sister or thy father's brother, thy mother's sister or thy mother's brother, still aunt's knuckles. 15. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy daughter-in-law. She is thy son's wife. Thou shalt not uncover her nakedness. Judah did have sex with his deceased son's wife, and Abraham did marry his half-sister Sarah. But that was before God wrote this law and told the people that they could no longer do this. And also it was earlier when the gene pool was more pure. And under both circumstances, it was legal for them to do that. But God is saying no more of that stuff. 16. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy brother's wife. It is thy brother's nakedness. There are people alive today who marry their sibling's ex-spouse while their sibling is still alive, and that is an abomination. 17. Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of a woman and her daughter. Thou shalt not take her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter to uncover their nakedness. They are near kinswoman. It is lewdness. And there are men who they want to have sex with both the mother and the daughter because that's the perversion of their choice. That is something that happens today, and it's absolutely a sin. 18. And thou shalt not take a woman to her sister to be a rival to her, to uncover her nakedness beside the other in her lifetime. Jacob had Leah and Rachel, which were sisters, but it wasn't Jacob's idea, nor was it Rachel or Leah's. That situation was instigated by Laban, the father of Rachel and Leah. And he did it because of greed. Neither Leah nor Rachel nor Jacob wanted to be in that kind of a marriage. That's why Jacob always stayed in Rachel's tent. That was the wife he picked. That was the wife he wanted. He didn't want Leah. And Leah just married Jacob because her father told her to. So it wasn't really Leah's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault except Laban's. Laban did that. He brought a lot of confusion and a lot of misery to that family. When these kind of things are happening, incest in the family, there is massive confusion, massive hurt, broken hearts, emotional torment that goes on. And God hates all of that. And in a lot of cases, it's rape because... An older person will force sex on a younger person. 19. And thou shalt not approach unto a woman to uncover her nakedness, as long as she is impure in her uncleanness. This is saying don't have sex with a woman when she's on her menstrual cycle. In the previous chapter, it said if a man lies down with his wife when she's in her cycle, then he's unclean for seven days. But that wasn't talking about sex. That was just talking about sleeping with her, going to sleep. And if her blood gets on him, then he's unclean for seven days. But here in this chapter, it's now talking about sex and it's saying flat out, don't do it. Don't have sex with her when she's on her menstrual cycle. You can go in the same bed and sleep with her. You can go to sleep and then you'll be unclean for seven days. Or if you want to remain clean, don't sleep in her bed when she's on her menstrual cycle. But you cannot have sex with her. This is really kind to women because... 
women shouldn't have to deal with two things at one time. They shouldn't have to deal with a menstrual cycle and with having sex with her husband at the same time. It's too much of a burden. It's not fair to the woman. And God is saying that it's against his law and it's wrong. A lot of things that we do here in the Western modern world, we don't even know it's a sin because our whole life, no one ever told us it's a sin. And most people don't read the Bible. They don't read the book of Leviticus or the book of Exodus, so they don't know this stuff. But now that you've heard it, now that you know God said it, now it's time to repent. God doesn't hate you because of anything you did in the past that you didn't realize was a sin. But once you realize it's a sin, then you become responsible for it. And the same thing has happened to me. I have discovered after becoming a born-again Christian that some of the stuff I did before was not right. And I had to repent too. 20. And thou shalt not lie carnally with thy neighbor's wife to defile thyself with her. That's adultery. One of his commandments was thou shalt not covet. When you commit adultery, you are coveting. Covet is when you want what somebody else has. So if you want somebody else's spouse, you are coveting. And if you sleep with that person, Now you're coveting and you're committing adultery. So it's two sins, not one. 21. And thou shalt not give any of thy seed to set them apart to Molech, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Now what he's saying here is do not sacrifice your child to Molech. They would make their children walk through fire and die that way, or they would burn them alive, or they would cut them in half. It was horrible what they did to kids in honor of the god Molech. In today's world, the demon Moloch is served through abortion. If we've played any role in abortion, whether we had one, or we paid for one, or we encouraged somebody to get one, or pressured somebody to get one, or performed the services for an abortion, we need to repent. Because all of that was for the demon god Moloch, and we must repent. God loves to forgive. If you realize you need to repent, don't feel that God hates you. Realize he loves you and he really wants to forgive. 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. That's homosexuality. 23. And thou shalt not lie with any beast to defile thyself therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is perversion. And that is what some people call bestiality. It's raping animals because the animal can't control the situation and they can't really get out of it. And you can't have sex with children either. You can only rape them because it's not a mutual participation thing. It's where the older person is controlling the weaker, younger person. And it's also fornication. Now there it said that it was a homosexuality is an abomination, but later on it'll say that every single sexual sin is an abomination. 24. Defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, for in all these the nations are defiled, which I cast out from before you. People who practice witchcraft do these things on purpose because Satan tells them to. He says, I'll give you rewards and special powers if you have these perverted sex experiences. And so they do it. They rape children. They rape animals. They sacrifice children. They do all kinds of hideous things. They commit adultery. And they do it all for Satan because he's giving them power and rewards. He'll give them money, careers, whatever they want, prestige in the community, all kinds of things. And that's why they do it. But it's pure evil and it leads to hell. The end result is hell. So it's not worth it because hell is forever and this life is temporary. As hard as it may seem to repent of some of these things, it's going to be a whole lot harder to spend eternity in hell. Repenting now is the easy task. That's the easy way out. Whatever it takes, we just need to repent because God loves us. He wants us in heaven forever.
25. And the land was defiled, therefore I did visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land vomited out her inhabitants. In these other countries where they practice paganism and they do all this perverted sexual stuff, he causes earthquakes and floods and hurricanes and all that stuff because the land is vomiting the people out. He causes all kinds of disasters to come their way, just like we saw in Egypt, one disaster after another. And don't we see that today in America and throughout all the world, especially in a lot of Western countries now? We're in the end times, and every day there's a new disaster going on somewhere. And the land is vomiting us out because of our great perversion. 26. Ye therefore shall keep my statutes and my ordinances, and shall not do any of these abominations. See, it's all of them. All of them are abominations, the entire chapter, not just homosexuality. Neither the homeborn nor the stranger that sojourneth among you in the land of Israel. 27. For all these abominations have the men of the land done that were before you, and the land is defiled. So in America, our land is defiled. We sacrifice our children to Moloch, and we commit every single perversion that I just read about in this chapter. And that's why the land is vomiting us out. 29. For whosoever shall do any of these abominations, even the souls that do them, shall be cut off from among their people. In the New Testament language, that means you're not saved. If you practice these things, you're not saved. You must repent and receive salvation today. If you have a hard time repenting because these practices are addictive, you know, once you do it one time, you kind of compulsively start doing it, for instance, with homosexuality and any of these. Fornication is, is also addictive. There's a lot of people that are serial daters. They sleep with one person one week and another the next week and another the next month, and they just go through all these boyfriends and girlfriends because it's an addictive behavior. But God can help us with addiction. We need to look to him and say, Lord, I know you don't want me to do it. I've heard your law now. I want to repent, but I'm addicted. Help me, Jesus. And ask for the help and receive it. Jesus will come and help you. 30. Therefore shall ye keep my charge, that ye do not any of these abominable customs which were done before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am the Lord your God. Now, if you need help repenting, I encourage you to read Psalm chapter 51. Psalm 5-1 in the Bible. It's a psalm where King David is asking the Lord to help him repent and to change his heart and make his heart clean. And a lot of times we need help. There's been a lot of times in my life where I had to ask God to change my heart so that I could repent. I knew I needed to repent, but I was addicted. We can't stop that on our own. We need power from God to stop addiction. If you need help from the Lord, ask him for it. You can read Psalm chapter 51 and ask him the same way that King David did. And I hope that blesses you. And that concludes Leviticus chapter 18.